content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan. And we are Function Junction. Behavior matters. You know what else matters, Sissy? What else matters, Susan? Sensory issues. We are so blessed to have Lorraine Scott Young on our podcast today. She goes by Laws. And I found Laws through an interview that I listened to with a guy who was titled Indie Andy. And I learned about you, Laws. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks for inviting me on. Absolutely. And so I listened to the podcast. It was called Unmasked and it was a great podcast. And you talked about, um, now you're in the UK, is that right? Yeah. Where exactly in the UK? Like London or? Uh, No, I'm really up north. So uh, where Scotland joins England, I'm like at the top of England. Oh, okay. Okay. And you have two children, right? Jamie and Joe. And how old are Jamie and Joe now? Uh, Jamie's 18 and Joey's 16. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that they had gotten that old. That's great. And so I know that you talked about um, with Andy, you talked about something called SPD. And for our listeners, I know what that is. And Sissy knows what that is. For our listeners, could you talk about that a little bit and tell us what it means? And Yeah, sensory processing. Uh, some people call it sensory processing disorder. I like to call it sensory processing difficulties. Some people say differences. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends what what fits for you. But it's basically where... Your senses, when you're getting the the messages from your senses to the brain, they're getting jumbled up so you don't react appropriately. And that's what a sensory difference or difficulty or disorder is. Yeah. And I like the word difficulty. You know, Sissy and I were in Nashville last week doing some interviews with some guests and we were talking about the whole term of neurotypical and neurodiverse and neurodivergent and all of that. And one of the people we interviewed said that she had heard people talk about being neurodistinct. And I was just wondering if you had heard that term before. No, I haven't, but I like that. I do too, because diverse yeah. seems like you're yeah. trying to divert away from the typical. I, I, so I like it too. And, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Chewy Gem. You're social media and brand manager for a company called Chewy Gem. Do you want to talk yeah. about Chewy Gem? Yeah, so Chewy Gem is basically we do chewable jewellery and fidgets. And that started off with um, way back 12 years ago. At the time was my daughter, who's now my child. Jamie's non-binary now. Um, Jamie was a huge chewer and I was looking for something to help Jamie I came across Jenny, who ran a company called Gummy Gem, which was teething jewellery for babies. Yeah. And it just looked, because it was for, for pet, uh, mothers and the fathers to wear for their babies to chew. Sure. I was like, oh, they look quite cool. So I ordered some for Jamie, and they were amazing. So I contacted Jenny and said, look, you've, you know, you've, you're doing this Gummy Gem, but there's this whole other avenue of people that you could be helping. So she asked me if I would go into business kind of with her and help her get it set up. So, yeah, and that's how I found you. I, I really took, I couldn't find you on LinkedIn couldn't find you on Facebook. And so I emailed Chewy Gem and I first emailed the Canada office and then they told me that you were in the UK office. So I found you, (laughs) searched around and I wanted to talk to you about so many things. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was I heard you with Andy talk about people first language and how you really, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, you prefer to be called an autistic person versus person with autism. Is that accurate? Yeah, I prefer being autistic. I am autistic, but I've got friends 
who are autistic who say they have autism. So to me, I think it's down to the individual. If you've got the diagnosis, it's yours to own. It is exactly. And yeah. I've done interviews with people who are gender diverse and the same thing, you know, I was asked, Sissy and I were asking the person, like, how do we know, you know, do we, like you had said, my child instead of my daughter and she's non-binary and, you know, and, and Trisha, the guest said, just ask them, you know, just ask the person. So that's why I wanted to just ask you, you know, you identify as an autistic person. And what about Jamie? Does she identify as an autistic person? Yeah, Jamie prefers to be an autistic person. But again, neither of us would be offended because the way I see it, and I'm pretty sure Jamie agrees because we're quite similar. She, you know, she's like a mini me. If somebody doesn't say it wrong, they'll never learn. Right. So it's not like they're being malicious or nasty. They're just saying what's in their head. And if they don't say it, they'll never be able to find out that somebody doesn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. It's just important to ask. And Laws, I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about your late, You, I know you had a late diagnosis and I was curious what prompted that? Like what caused you, I guess having Jamie, right? Yeah, so well, both of my children diagnosed, actually. Okay, I didn't know um, that about Jamie. Jamie was diagnosed first. Jamie was um, originally about five when we started to look at the autism route. I hadn't even heard of autism really apart from Rain Man, so I had no idea until um, I started Googling it and finding out more. Of course, I thought, yes, Jamie's definitely autistic. And we went down that route and it takes a long time. Yeah. But whilst we're going through that diagnosis, I'm thinking, that's me. I, that's me. That's me. So what I did was just on the notes on my phone, I started writing down all of my traits every time one popped up until I had a really long list of traits. And then I questioned myself, do I need a diagnosis? Does this impact my life? Right. I'm not 100% sure that a diagnosis helps me in life any other way than it validates my feelings. Sure just makes me, now that I am diagnosed, I understand myself so much better. Yeah, it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Yeah. Do you mind saying around what age you came to realise that you were autistic? Uh, so I started making those notes, I was probably about 28, and okay. I was diagnosed at 37. Okay, okay. And so what are Jamie and Joe doing now? Jamie is still in school. We're just looking at a specialist college because Jamie also has some physical disabilities. So we're okay. looking at a college that deals with physical and learning difficulties. Uh, Joe um, is actually, he does esports. What is that? Um, plays esports, so gaming. Oh, Xbox. Online. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, PC, he's actually a professional gamer. Is he oh, really? Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's in LA at the moment. <laughs> is that right? And he's only like, yeah. like 16? 16, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's done amazing. Oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations on that. Tell us a little bit about your super mom title that you received. Um, I, can't, <laughs> I can't really remember how that came about. Um, I know it was um, people just nominated me. It was, I think it was through the local paper and one of yeah. the local shoe shops. Yeah. It was so long ago. I just remember being nominated for it winning it and you won um I think it's 200 pounds worth of shoes or something yeah and a friend of mine has a charity in Africa where people donate old shoes to take over for kids there so I then donated the, the vouchers to her to buy shoes for the children in Africa that she was going over for um yeah it was so long ago I'd actually forgotten about it, until <laughs> it was in 2016 yeah well, and I also read that you um, run something or maybe ran something called Buddies for Autism, where you train puppies to be a buddy. 
Oh, no, that was a friend of mine. I just okay. kind of supported her in that and I did um, some charity stuff for her. So she's called Jane. I don't think the charity is running anymore. Okay. Um, they yeah. did have a charity shop. I don't know. Is, is it a thrift shop over there, you call it? Yeah, it's here, a thrift shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I love that. But I think it's so difficult. Um, at the time when they first started training the dogs, there was an issue with the trainer and I'm not 100% sure of the fact, but there was money issues where somebody had gone off with people's money. Oh, that's terrible. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's put a hold on things. Sissy and I are huge dog lovers. And so anytime I, we can talk about dogs, we love to do that. Do you have pets of your own? Yeah, I've got a dog and a cat. Okay. And so, Laz, um, there was a podcast that you were on, I believe, called Thoughty Otty. Is that true? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about sensory needs. You and you talked about your um, yeah. I'm like like not remembering right away. <laughs> I've got an awful memory. We did an interview yesterday with a school teacher here in the Houston area, and she works with people who probably function more like you and Joe and Jamie, who have less academic needs and more social and maybe behavioral needs. And, you know, she talked about the importance of social skills and how critical it is for these kids to learn them young so that they can be, you know, successful members of society. And I was curious, did you or Joe or Jamie get any direct social skills instruction when you you all were in school? No, and I don't know if I agree with that either. Okay, tell me. Because, well, just because we like our own sort of circle of friends and we don't necessarily want to fit into society like that okay Uh, so I can understand why people think it's a good idea but yeah I mean certainly Joe likes his gaming friends Jamie likes the people on Reddit and and you know I've got the Chewy Gem community I wouldn't necessarily say that any of us particularly want to go out and socialize Thank you so very much for clarifying that. That's a really interesting perspective. And Sissy, I'd never thought of that. And and it's true. I mean, we have had adults with autism say to us, I don't want to make friends. I have what I need, you know. But yeah, thinking of it that way, um, yeah, what does the person want? What is it? You said something in, well, something that you said was, you know, beginning to recognize, do I need the label? Do I not need the label? And how will it help me? And, you know, I definitely have not been diagnosed on the spectrum, but I can identify my characteristics pretty easily. You know, maybe I don't have enough to have the diagnosis or whatever, but I definitely see a difference if I am, I'm, I try to jog or, or walk pretty regularly. And I see a difference in how my body responds to the environment. If I am out there moving regularly, I do think it helps center my body uh, more. It makes me realize maybe, maybe this is a piece of a sensory processing issue for me. I mean, I've managed, you know, I am pretty clumsy, but I'm less clumsy if I'm able to get out and jog on the regular. Yeah. 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 And I've looked at the Chewy Jam website. The pieces are beautiful. They are gorgeous pieces. They're not just, you know, plasticky, you know, rubbery kinds of things. They're really pretty. Are they available in the U.S.? Uh, they were we had a bit of an issue with covid we did have to shut down our u.s uh, warehouse so we're hoping to come back at some point but we are on amazon and we do have quite a lot of suppliers over there um school specialty i know definitely Uh stocks us 
Yeah, I encourage our listeners to look for it because, you know, we recommend or I have occupational therapists that we work with who recommend things like that. And it always seems like they're just kind of like ugly teas or, you know, a pea. And they, it's on, but these are really beautiful. Can you talk about kind of what, you know, I know you said that you teamed up with Jenny. So tell me what you do exactly first, uh, Chewy Gems. So Chewy Gem initially was obviously a product to help people to regulate their chewing needs. Mm-hmm. Because Jamie, for example, would chew holes in sweatshirt mm-hmm. cuffs and polo shirt uh, collars. So that was costing me a lot of money in school uniforms. Yeah. And so we realised that the products that Jenny had created for Gummy Gem, they weren't strong enough because they were thinner for Gummy Gem. So we kind of bumped them up and made them a bit more durable. Um, we wanted them to be fun, funky, but also discreet. So there was a choice for whichever sort of person you are. Yes. And we want to basically just to help people. Initially, it was um, around children going to school. But as we've grown and obviously I realised I was autistic. We've got a lot of customers who came to us for their children who've then been diagnosed later in life themselves. We've got so many adults that are in our community. So we just wanted to make sure there was a huge range for everybody. And then also we get a lot of people that will come and say, I'm a really destructive chewer. What is your strongest product? But we have a lot of people that chew that want the softest product. Mm. So you've got to have such a wide variety to meet everybody's needs. Interesting. What is Jamie? Do you benefit from that as well? Yes, I actually forgot that I used to chew as a child. Um, There's all these things that come back to you when you get chatting to people. When I was younger, I used to actually suck my fingers and that was my self-regulating. I've always had this piece of fluff. (laughs) You can see it here, but you won't see it on the podcast. I always twiddle a piece of fluff and I suck my fingers. And then as I got older... I realise that I'm, you know, I've got when I get a boyfriend or whatever, I'm gonna have to stop sucking my fingers to go to sleep. Um, and then I, I got when we started getting Chewy Gem going, I thought, oh, I like some of these products, and sometimes I use them again, and I think, oh, I remember why I used to do that as a kid because it really is soothing. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that you said that. I suck my thumb, yeah, quite quite a you bit. Do. And, you know, twirl the hair, you know, I was sitting next to a lady on a plane and she was reading a book and twirling her hair. And I thought, God, that must be so soothing to her. And it was very methodical. She had a whole kind of sequence of moves that she would make. It was interesting how many of us need those things. And, you know, I I have some, we all have a little bit of something that makes us odd or weird or. Yeah, I think everybody needs to self-regulate, especially in the world as it is now. It's so much healthy. It's it's really bad. It's funny that you said that because through COVID, one of the weird outcomes of COVID for me personally was that my nails grew and I always did my nails. And I have found now that when I'm uncomfortable or a little excited, I have this little stem. And, and I talk to teachers and, and paraprofessionals about that, that we all have them. It's just you wouldn't notice if I was doing this, but you would notice if I was doing this. Right. You know, yeah. so just kind of getting it to a point, like you said, to where it's more acceptable or appropriate. Is Jamie living at home? Yes. Is she is she in school right now? Uh, no, um, we've both got a cold, so Jamie's upstairs in bed. But I think Jamie will be at home for the foreseeable future. I don't. Jamie is um, very, very academically bright, mm-hmm. but really struggles socially, emotionally, and with life skills. So yeah, I think we've got we've got a lot of work to do with Jamie. And so is she, um, you said she likes Reddit. Tell me about Reddit. I'm not super familiar with that. Uh, I don't really know much about Reddit. I think it's more for the younger people, but they go on and chat about their special interests and things. 
Okay. What are her special interests? Um, Minecraft men. So it's Dream SMP. I don't know if you've heard of Dream SMP. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, it's something to do with Minecraft. Basically, it's these young boys and they play Minecraft online and you just watch them play Minecraft. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's great that Joe has this gaming group. And I'm sure, you know, if you've met any of those kids who he games with, I would bet that there are more than just Joe who are on the spectrum. What do you think about that? Oh, 100%. I've, um, I've been to a few of the events and I've said to my husband, they're autistic, they're autistic. I think it's like, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. 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 So, and Sissy and I've been doing this for a long, long time. I've been, this is my 30th year of working with people on the spectrum. And I think Sissy's probably the same. And I feel like that too. You can kind of just know, even though we're not licensed to render a diagnosis. So you mentioned your husband as you identified yourself and your husband and his reaction. Is that anything that you want to talk about? I don't think that my husband's neurotypical. He's not got any diagnosis, uh, but I think he is neurodivergent. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I think I think neurodivergent people are drawn to each other. Uh-huh. I really think that you you kind of find your own people. Yeah. yeah. You find your yeah. tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. Other, you know, you get yeah. that that might be a little different. That's okay. Yeah. One of the other things I heard you say in one of the other podcasts is, you know, the kids might have chewy gems in the classroom and some teachers might object to it because other kids would want it. And Susan and I run into that, you know, this accommodation is for that student and teacher role. The others might want it. And I want to say, let them try it. (laughs) You know, what if you say to that child's parent, oh, he noticed this kiddo has a Chewy Gym and he says he would like to try it. Would you mind buying him a Chewy Gym? Because you might find that it works for that student too. And if it doesn't, they'll stop using it. Absolutely. I mean, I remember when Jamie was really little, we bought Chewy Gems for all of them. they had like a friendship group so we bought all of them a bangle because Jamie wanted them to all be the same and they thought it was a lovely idea I think they were about seven cool that's fantastic Susan I had such a great time talking with Laws about her and her children and just such a breath of fresh air thinking about things I know and I know our listeners have probably love her accent I know I do. I would love to have an opportunity to interview Laws and her two kiddos. I'd love to learn more about video gaming world and being a professional yeah. video gamer and just neat stuff like that. So in the first part of the interview, you know, we were talking about how important we think it is to teach social skills. And she, it was great because she kind of disagreed and said, well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of have my own tribe and it's people like me and Jamie has their own tribe and Joey has his own tribe. and you know, I started thinking about, I think she has learned a lot of social skills over the years. She has beautiful social skills. But um, I was thinking about a possible test question. You know, in public schools, we really focus on teaching social skills for several reasons. And, you know, although Laws and her kiddos have their own groups, there are certain social skills that are still necessary despite, you know, the members of the group. And so I thought a good uh, question would be, we teach social skills to A, to be able to successfully interview for a job, B, to have classmates and peers as friends, C, to understand the hidden curriculum, D, to teach appropriate hygiene, E, all of the above, F, none of the above. Well, I would probably say, I mean, I, I really do respect what Laws had to say about 
you know, not needing that instruction because she had her own tribe. And I, and I get that. But I also see all of the above. Um, actually, it was E, all of the above, I-S-E-E, all of the above as important. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But, you know, to be able to interview for whatever job you want, you know, if your tribe's not able to help you get a job, then then okay. what? Um, but, you know, again, I'm not meaning any disrespect whatsoever, because I really appreciate what she had to say about that. I do too. And yeah, and hygiene is, you know, a, an important thing to make sure that you stay healthy. And your tribe may come out of those friends and you may not, your tribe may be none of those friends, but I, I would like the opportunity to expose students to other children as potential friends to create that tribe. And then what was the other one that I'm, oh, the hidden curriculum. The yeah. Hidden curriculum. Yeah. You know, for the time that they're in school, there will be things that are very important in terms of the hidden curriculum. Um, and in life, in, in a different social situations you and I might be in, there could be a hidden curriculum that we're not aware of that a friend might say, oh, just so you know, you know, and, and they mm. sort of teach us about that hidden curriculum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that usually means my friend has good skills and sees the questioning look on my face or my behavior suggesting that, oh, she doesn't know when we're here, this is what we need to do. I know? remember my friend Nikki came to church with me one time and she did not grow up Episcopalian and I grew up Catholic. So Episcopalian is kind of Catholic light. And the first time she came, she was like, I'm just going to watch you, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of stand up, sit down, busy with you, you know, do this, do yes, that. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we learn vicariously and a lot of the learners that we work with do not. And so sometimes they need that really direct piece of instruction to understand the world in which we live. A really good point from law is that um, some of the things that are highly important to us yes. might not be that important and, and that we should at least look at that as Absolutely. we're working with students for sure. And definitely, you know, like everything we're learning, just ask the person, you know, what kinds yes. of social skills yes. do you think you need to learn, if any? Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed Laws Part 1. We'll have Laws Part 2 next week. And as always, please like, review, or share on your podcast app or social media. And have a great weekend. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.